Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I preview some coming attractions featuring Leslie Jones keeping it 100, Zoe Saldana going back undercover, and Tyler Perry setting back race relations 50 years. It's morphin' time. <laughs> Good morning. Morning. Excuse me, am I interrupting something? Oh, you know, just me with my chocolates. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. trail mix. I'm going to tell you, they're going to have to pry this temptation trail mix out of my cold, dead hands. Okay. That's the only way I'm letting go. I can see that. You're like you're filming I mean, a commercial. Have you ever had this before? No. Is that you the one not- that's got like mini Reese's cups in there mixed in with cashews? No, I haven't gone that far yet. Right, okay. Uh, Temptation Trail Mix. It's practic. It's pretty much chocolate, chocolate kisses in a bag, and a few dried cranberries and almonds thrown in for good measure. Huh. It's giving you everything what? you need. Everything I need this morning. Twelve essential minerals and vitamins. I don't like fruit with chocolate, so that cranberry chocolate combination would be a deal breaker for me. It doesn't do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, when I hit when I hit a cranberry, I'm always like, "Ooh, this is." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's I guess that's like it's fibrous. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've been on like a Joe's, you know, you know, putting on the hits, like all my favorites. I, I am not mad at their little dark dark chocolate peanut butter cups, though. No, those are really good. Those you are know, too if you good. Those bad boys in the freezer. Ooh. See, that's right. That's Frozen chocolate. That's good. the way to go. That's the way to do it. Although, you know what I have been really into recently? I don't know if they have this where you are, but, you know, Skippy peanut butter? Uh-huh. They have those little peanut butter balls. I don't know. I don't, I'm not aware of this. What's this? I didn't know if it's a new thing, but they it's sold in the peanut butter aisle. And they're just little, like, round nuggets of peanut butter. It's basically like the middle of a Reese's, except uh-huh. it's not as sweet. It's not quite as sweet. They have the kind that come with the sort of pretzel in the middle. It's peanut butter wrapped or pretzel wrapped inside peanut butter um but the ones that i like are peanut butter all the way through and now this just comes in ball formation yeah it comes in like a little tub like you know how sometimes you'll go down the cookie aisle and they'll have those like snackers for kids and it's like a tub of cookies like miniature nutter butters or something like that it comes in one of those but it's just filled with tiny little uh not quite pea-sized not quite they're bigger than peas smaller than malt balls Okay, little peanut butter balls. Little peanut butter balls, and they're and wonderful. You, you can just pop them in your mouth. Yeah, and they don't really get sticky all over your fingertips. I knew that was, that was a concern for me. Uh, and I don't feel so bad about eating them because they're not super sugary. Right. It's practically health food. Balls, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now, but are they used for, like, cooking, or are they just little snackies? No, they're little snackies. They're clearly for kids. I don't, so I don't, they're not spreadable. You'll have a handful of those, and then you'll have your chewable vitamin. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll have, like, those chewable vitamins, and I'll like overdose on vitamin E. Yeah. They're just so snacky and delicious. Vitamin PB. And they're good for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I was on a cookie butter kick. Uh, the, the sweet and juicy mangoes. Have you had those? Uh, I haven't had the sweet and juicy mangoes, but that cookie butter. Oh, oh, That's you know what? Bad. I did do this. I did. I didn't have the Trader Joe's kind, but I grabbed some sweet and juicy mangoes from um, like Ralph's, our grocery store. About a week ago, 
it's just one of those moments where you are you should never go to the grocery store when you're hungry. Never. Because then you have no self-control. And I grabbed one of those little mango chewy things thinking, oh, it's dried fruit or it was apricot or something like that. And didn't even pay for it. I just ate the whole bag right there in the store. Uh-oh. And so you just, did you, you ran out of Ralph's? And you no, I, I paid for it. I just, okay. it was one of those things where. Not, not that man, he didn't pay for his fruit leathers. Yeah, I'm absolutely that guy. I'll go to like the little candy display or the nuts display and take a handful and just start eating it. And if I finish it before I get to the register, then that's mine. You got to always put a, a nickel in the little donation box. They don't have a donation box. They, they used to, I remember that when we were kids. When I was like six or seven. I would always get one of like like the Werthers. I'd I'd raid the the, the Werthers bin uh-huh. and put like a nickel in. And Just like one, three or four. You were even, even Stevens. So what's going on this weekend? How you doing? Uh, How you doing? I'm good. So little is going on this weekend. This is a nice weekend where I don't have anything to do really, except for work. Work is the big pain in my side these days. So I've yeah. had to do a little bit of that this weekend. But other than that, no big social commitments. Yeah, well, I just got back from a little trip, little vacation. Always on one. Always traveling. Uh, no, but just simple, like sort of an overnight trip. Uh, we just went down to the southern state of Oaxaca. Is that? Would you call that a jaunt? Does that qualify as a jaunt? Yeah, it's a jaunt. Cool. Just went for a jaunt and uh, went and toured the city and had a couple of mezcal tastings. You know, mezcal is the new gin of 2016. I think. I think that's going to be the the spirit of choice for a lot of people. You know, I go back and forth on gin. There are certain alcohols that uh, I can do and other ones I can't. Like vodka, I can't fuck with. Not since mm-hmm. college. Can't even look at it. Instant hangover. Oh, Tequila, mm-hmm. when I was in college, was what vodka is to me now. Tequila, I really like now. It's my go-to. Uh, whiskey is always a safe bet. Gin is always on the cusp for me. And last night I had a mean gin concoction that almost prevented me from being here this morning. Did it have like adios in the in, 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 in? <laughs> I don't know. It was it was called the Bill Cosby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, do you remember anything? Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, so that's what we did that this weekend, and we got just got back, and uh, yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Very nice. I need a vacation. I need to come down there. Yeah, come visit. Yeah, jump well, over your way. Yeah. Um, but back to your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. What's happening in Hollywood? Hollywood. We got a bunch of new trailers this week. Yeah, it's movie. It's time for it's time for the new movies of the year. They're just rolling out these new trailers. Well, good because after the whole like award season, we were just exhausted by that whole process and talking about all those old movies that came out like six, seven, eight months ago. Yeah, so it's time onto for the fresh, onto the new, onto the fresh, summer, new, invigorating movie stuff. So what do we got? We have Ghostbusters. Let's. We, we might as well start with something good. We've got Ghostbusters. Yeah, let's I'm start. Really let's take it from the top. Please do. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I think it's coming out in July. Yeah, I think that the premiere date is... Or maybe I just decided it was July because I've made it a birthday present for me. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, it will be opening on July 15th. July 15th. Mark the calendars. I will be there with my proton pack. Well, your proton pack, I was going to say, uh, there's some protest. there might be some protesters at the premiere. No. According- news reports there's a lot of controversy we just 
Let things be. Right. Why all this outrage? Why does there have to be a lock-in over this? There doesn't. I mean, it came out, had the little Ray Parker Jr. piano motif in the beginning. (laughs) It looks funny. Kate McKinnon really gave me the giggles. Yeah. Rocking her wig. Yeah. And clearly it's like, it's a, it's a straight up reboot of like the first Ghostbusters movie. So it's yeah. basically all the scenes from the first one and all the, the women, it's all women this time, but they're playing the counterparts of Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd and everyone else. So Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy are Peter Venkman, Ray Stance, respectively. Ooh. Kate McKinnon is like Egon. Right. So Leslie Jones has to play Ernie Hudson. Right. So the thing is, is that, you know, Melissa McCarthy plays a paranormal researcher. And mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig is a particle physicist. They have Kate McKinnon as a nuclear engineer. And Leslie Jones <laughs> plays an MTA employee. Right. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Ah! Aaron, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. Join the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people aren't really excited about that. I feel like a lot of white people are expressing outrage about this. Is this something black people are really upset with? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of back and forth on Twitter about this. And, you know, there are some people that are disappointed by the fact that she isn't playing a scientist. Or why is the black lady got to play the MTA token collector? Right. Why does she have to play the streetwise minority? 2016. Let's get it. Let's get it right. I feel like that is right. MTA workers are legitimate. Well, you know what? Let's 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 be real. I mean, why not? Why can't why can't they have skin in the game, too? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, this is a film about New York City. And I think that MTA workers, that woman in the booth that we all see, is a big part of New York City life. It absolutely is. And if anyone is qualified to fight ghosts and paranormal activity, I would put that woman on the front line. That's right. I would put on the front line. She ain't afraid of no ghosts. Because she's, she's not afraid to tell you to back up and turn around when your Metro card doesn't work. Either. Right. You can go ahead and jump that turnstile, but I'll come after you. Yeah, I will go ahead and dropkick you. So, you know, and Leslie Jones has responded to all of the um, objections over her character. And she says, why can't a regular person be a Ghostbuster? I'm confused. And why can't I be the one who plays them? I'm a performer. Just go and see the movie. That's a good Leslie Jones impression. Thank you. Mm -hmm. She goes on to say, regular people save the world every day. So if I'm the stereotype, then so be it. We walk among heroes and take them for granted. Yeah. My thoughts exactly, Leslie. Take a stance. So I'm, I'm still going to see this. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to see it. My hand. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm and it excited. looks really cool. I mean, all the, the special effects. I mean, they, ha- they haven't really gone too far into, you know, 2016 with a bunch of like technology and iPads and, you know, lasers and things like that. Mm-hmm. It still pays kind of homage to the original uh, Ghostbusters with the types of ghosts and things like that. But it is kind of like up a few notches with, uh, you know, special effects. And, and Leslie Jones' character's name is Patty Tolan. Get out of my friend, ghost! Ow, that's gonna leave a mark! The power of Patty compels you! Ow! So how can you be mad at that? Her name is Patty. 
Patty. I am and not there is also speculation that her there's more than meets there's more than meets the eye. Is that the, is that what I'm trying to say? Are you referring to Transformers? That's right. Yeah. She's also going to be in Transformers <laughs> Part Five, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, but no, there's there's more to her character than meets the eye. That's what uh, some people are alleging. Um, and there so she, always is. Right. That's what's great yeah. about these '90s movies. It's like they exactly. always build in a twist, and it's the person you least expect that's going to come through and save the day. Exactly. So I think that she may, you know, in the trailer, she may just be presented as this MTA worker. But I think that she's going to probably give us more than just coin collection and, and where to get onto the six train. Yeah, I agree. I mean, she's already saving the day in terms of comedy. She's the funniest part of that trailer. Mm-hmm. Slapping and the crap out of Right now. Oh, yeah. She's the funniest person on SNL by far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's Mm. get our tickets now. Absolutely. People are, because people were mad about her little thing at the the Oscars, too, because she played the mama bear in that Revenant spoof. Right. But again, Leslie Jones' brand of humor is Leslie Jones' brand of humor. And Mm -hmm. I think that at some point you just have to allow Leslie to be Leslie. And, and just keep it moving. People are so anti this angry black woman archetype. Mm-hmm. But that's a real thing. Yeah. And I think it's okay that she embraces that. That's empowering. Right. In some ways, this um, protest against that stereotype is intolerance towards like actual black people. Right. It ain't right. It's some kind of like meta racism. Right. It's hmm. some sort of like reverse racism going on. Yeah. How dare they? All right. Well, now I have something to protest on Twitter. I've got the rest of my day mapped out. Well, that's not the only trailer that has come out this week. Also, the <clears throat> Zoe Saldana-fronted Nina Simone biopic trailer has come out. And people have a lot of feelings about this, this too. There's a lot and of feelings. There's a lot going on here. So have you seen the trailer? What do you think? What are your uh, opinions on this? I saw the trailer, and again, let's start with something good. Let's start with the positive. Her mm-hmm. performance actually looks good. It does. No one, no one can say that Zoe Zaldana is not a committed actress. Oh, that was no shady. one can say that. No, no, wait. I wasn't trying to be shady. <laughs> shady, committed. Hmm. I mean, I think that she truly in her heart of hearts, was committed to portraying Nina Simone. That's all I'm saying. Now, with that, is she the most appropriate person or is she the person that I would cast in playing this part? No, No. it doesn't really make sense. You would cast Leslie Jones. I would cast Leslie Jones. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, down. I think she would have been perfect for this, but this was, this was, I mean, this this film was shot like like five or six years ago, long so it's ago. been in can for a long time. And honestly, I think the fact that it has it still has yet to see the light of day is indicative of the controversy and and, and the trouble that's a brewing here. So let's yeah. go back. What were you saying that was positive about this? <laughs> that her performance. Her actual acting in the mo- in this trailer looks good. It looks like she's giving it her very best shot. David Oyelowo, 
I can never mm-hmm. say his name, David Fogeloo. Um, I mean, he was. I think mm-hmm. even he might have been a better choice to play Nina Simone, honestly. Um, you know what? <laughs> but I, I, it's, it's problematic casting. And I, it, you're right. It has been like five years in the making. And I think the producers of this movie realized on day one, after they cast Zoe Saldana and they started shooting, that they stepped in dog doogie. And instead of taking a yeah. seat to clean off your shoes or get some new shoes, they powered through and pretended it didn't happen. And they tracked it through right. the office and they got in an elevator and they took it to work and they took it to home and they got in someone's car and people were giving them side eye screwed face, like stank lip the whole time. And now they're presenting this turd to us and right. people are now, upset. And now we've got to smell it. Yeah. And it stinks. It stinks. Here's the thing. I mean, no one's arguing that Zoe Saldana is not a good actress. Uh, but the thing about, like, Nina Simone, and, like, uh, people are kind of up in arms with this whole, like, blackface prosthetic thing. And is, I mean, if a, if a black woman is playing the role and she just has darker makeup, does that actually make it blackface? I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about here. But um, I, I think that so much of, you know, Nina Simone's experience or, you know, who she was as an artist was really based on her being an unconventional beauty and, and being a woman of color and of mm-hmm. dark skin. Right. So just in casting Zoe in this role just seems very counter to any of that. Yeah. So it's, it's like you, you have complete disregard for everything that's important about Nina Simone. I mean, you right. knew, first of all, casting Zoe Saldana that she's not black. And I think right. she has a history of sort of distancing herself from that label. I think more recently she's been embracing it. But her parents are Puerto Rican and Dom- Dominican Republic. That's fine. Also, she's gorgeous, light-skinned, and thin. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Nina Simone, it was a setup from the jump. Everyone's mad, including the Nina Simone estate, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not very happy with it. In fact, uh Zoe Saldana had tweeted out a quote of Nina Simone and the estate (laughs) uh, responded back by saying, cool story, but please take Nina's name out of your mouth for the rest of your life. Yeah. So this is a verified Twitter account from the estate. So we're like, "Uh, uh oh, uh oh. I mean, you can't necessarily completely. It's not Zoe's fault. I mean, she just got cast in this movie. I mean, I guess you'd think, though, can I really do this? Can I pull this off as an actor? I think actors would like to sort of have the confidence to believe that they can portray any, any, anyone or, or, or play any role. <sighs> but, yeah. you know, I, I just mean, don't think necessarily the best look. Do you think people would have had less an issue with it if her hair and makeup actually looked good? But here's the thing. Wait a minute. This is like, let's not forget. That Zoe is the prosthetics and makeup queen. I think like right. there have been, she's mostly been, I think that most of her time on set has been in the makeup chair. Yeah. In camera. She I almost mean, never plays her own skin color. So she probably was yeah. like, yeah, fine. That's fine. Like, this is just like Avatar 2. Exactly. Here we go. What are you going to tint uh, me up and post? Is this going to be special effects? What's the, what, right. <laughs> what's the yeah, special effects all. budget on this one? Right. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe she just thought that it, it was just possible and she had a lot of faith in, 
in the the makeup and hair team that you know she would be able to actually embody this character maybe she thought they were going to be able to bring on her avatar hair and makeup team but instead she got to set and they dusted her up with swiss miss and put her in a steve harvey mix steve harvey wig (laughs) and there we go yeah Uh, according to rolling stone uh, nina simone's daughter has defended zoe saldana and um she says that it's unfortunate that zoe is being attacked so viciously when she is someone who was part of the larger picture. It's clear she brought her best to this project, but unfortunately she's being attacked when she's not responsible for any of the writing or the lies. Yeah, that's interesting. Do yeah. we know what the uh, the the lies she's referring to is? I don't know. I think that like you know, I think that the the there's a portion of the of the story in the movie where there's a romance between uh, Nina and oh. her assistant. But I think that um, the Simone estate has said that this is completely false. And when in fact that like her assistant was actually gay. So none of this makes any sense. Um, And, you know, there are other inaccuracies in the film and they've had, they had no involvement in the film and they're really upset about that too. So Hmm. I think that um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems. Her daughter also said that she was unaware that there was a verified Twitter account. So maybe, maybe it's a fake. Well, uh, yeah, maybe it is a fake, but then she goes on to say that like one of the, the person who runs the estate Twitter account is like a family friend and they were the one that sent the tweet out and it was not Mm. Simone Kelly. So Hmm. yeah. All right. I I mean, it's it's not exactly an endorsement for Saldana either way. I think she goes on to say there were other more qualified actors and actresses out there that could have played this part that would have better represented her phys- physically. But yeah, she at least she doesn't blame Zoe for this. And I don't, I don't think that I blame her for this either, but... People actors want to stretch their muscles, and that's fine. Yeah, that's I fine. guess so. But like... They put her in a fat suit or something. They layered her up, layered her up like a bag woman. Yeah, She's not a heavy girl. She thought it was gonna work. She thought it was gonna work. I mean, she played like a seven foot tall blue alien, and it worked pretty well. Okay. So to make her an African American woman who's a little bit curvier, that doesn't seem like as far a stretch, I guess, in her eyes. Right. She's like, With- I saw Big Mama's house one and two. That looked great. We can do this. Those, those clumps were realistic. <laughs> Eddie did that. Right. Speaking of women or people in fat suits, mm-hmm. our next trailer for today. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to do this. <laughs> okay, let's not. No, let's. Let's. Because, I mean, we might as well have something to really be mad about. Yeah, let's just go to the trailer. Let's listen to this. Reports are coming in of an unknown virus spreading around the world. CDC urges everyone to stay indoors. Mass hysteria. Boo, bitches! Why you running? Why are you running? I don't play that Halloween bullshit. Happy Halloween. Tyler Perry's Boo. A Medea Halloween. So this is real life. Like, this isn't even a joke. This is actually happening. Yeah. Like it or not. He's coming back. She's back. They're back. He's back. Yeah. 
This is the 10th Madea movie in 10 years. Wow. Wow. And they all make money. They, on average, box office takes in over $60 million. Yeah. These are movies that started out only costing like five and six million dollars to make, and they they pulled in sixty, seventy, eighty million dollars a pop. I think more recently they've gone up to as high as twenty million, maybe twenty five million to make, but then they still pull in sixty, seventy million dollars every single one of them. Yeah. So They're, why would they stop? Box office gold. I mean, Tyler Perry's Madea goes to jail, raked in ninety million dollars in the box office. That's that ridiculous to me. So of course so, Lionsgate isn't going to stop putting these these shit movies out. Fuck your civil yeah. rights. Black lives don't matter. And to yeah. prove it, look at this coonery. Here's the buffoonery. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is another this is another Tyler Perry production that is soon to soon to come out. Now to me, this is actually racism. And where's the backlash against it? I mean, everybody, you can get mad at Tracy Morgan in a dress at the Oscars, and you can get mad at Leslie Jones playing a subway worker in New York, and you can get mad at at uh zoe saldana playing nina simone but nobody's mad at this no one no one takes offense to this this get it this gets a green light and a hot ticket for the matinee why does it happen why what is the appeal you think i don't know i mean i i accept that there are some things in life that are just not for me that people will like that i'm not into that's fine i'm not sure that this is one of those things i think this is just a bad dumb thing but i don't know why it gets a pass well you know i have to admit that when Diary of a Mad Black Woman came out, I did go to the theater. I was really all in support of it. Sure, support was, black business. That's right. Now um, you, I, <laughs> I have known you to walk out of a movie or two. How oh, far into Diary of a Mad Black Woman did you get before you realized you'd been hoodwinked? Um, or didn't you? I actually stayed for the entire film. Okay, I was there to support it. Now I. I don't remember what the movie was we went to see. Did we walk out of it? <laughs> we didn't walk out of it. You walked out of it. We oh. went to go see some comedy. I forget what it was. And it was so horrible. That it I was said. so horrible. Like 15 or yeah. 20 minutes into it, not only did you decide that you were going to leave. <laughs> I took the popcorn, too. I you, took it out of your hand You took the left. popcorn, and you stormed out of the theater you went out of the emergency exit door that was right to the left of the screen. Not the one in the back where you could have <laughs> snuck out without disturbing anybody. You kicked that door open, flooded the theater with the light from the hallway, <laughs> and clickety-clacked down the hallway <laughs> in your high-heeled boots, whatever you were wearing, until the heavy, clunky metal door slammed shut. Back shut. Yeah. I wonder what- that was i can't remember maybe it was iron lady with meryl streep <laughs> <laughs> yeah that controversial comedy yeah <laughs> yeah no i don't know but i actually did stay for the entire the entirety of uh diary um but he's just gone on to make more and more and more and it just seems like the quality the message just gets more and more crappier as as we go on but I mean, it does, you know, his, his movies resonate with, with, with the community or a lot of people yeah. in the community. Um, and what does that say? Is there's just not enough out there for, for, you know, black movie going audiences is that this is what we have to accept and deal with. 
I guess so. I mean, clearly he is fulfilling some need. There is some deficit out there that he he fits right into because these these movies have a huge return. And I guess it's a matter of like, well, who are we to decide what's best for the community? If there are black people out there that love this this so buffoonery, be so be it. You know, oh, happy day for you, but not for me. And and I have to say that if I were in Tyler Perry's position and I were producing a product time after time that was so heavily criticized, um, I don't know if I would stop if I was getting big checks. I don't know what responsibility I would have or feel to produce He's something. Make payments on that jet, come on, right? There's no stopping. There's no stopping the machine. I think he's got to keep the lights on at Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. That's right? Isn't it like an? Isn't it like an old army base? Tyler Perry Studios. There's something, all, something like that. It's a huge compound over there. That, that utility bill is quite high. <laughs> He's got to keep those lights on. He's got to figure out some sort of way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, um, are you going to go see it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. All that said, are well, we I want to have an informed opinion. I'm going to have to need at least to see it twice. All about it and what the storyline is. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like it's really hard because you just want to be out there and support support people in their projects and things like that. But I don't know if I can get behind this. I yeah, really I expect fully to be busy that day. I'm gonna be watching a couple. I'm gonna have a Spike Lee joint marathon. Oh yeah, you're gonna finally get to Chirac. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, Red Hook. I'm going to do school days, just do a whole moving marathon on that day. But um, you know what the thing is? That if, maybe if he relied on a team of people to help inform and actually realize some of his ideas, because I think that he has good intentions in what he's trying to create, but I think that there just needs to be he? a... You don't think so? I don't know. I don't know. I have nothing but question marks for what's going on inside of his head. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe he'll come on the show and talk I to us. I just see him pursing his lips with that, that perma five o'clock shadow and those little mm-hmm. glasses. And I'm like, what are you up to? Are you look, thinking about him in his Medea drag or this is just his? Just a, no, this is studio head, a uh, creative executive, um, Tyler. moguling Tyler Perry. But, you know, even Oprah is behind him. Now, how do you reconcile that? Well, because he saved her network single-handedly, really. He put those those black soaps on there, and people started tuning into the own network. So, yeah, they are in bed together. Yeah. It's another person who's, who's a brand you have to question. She apparently yeah. lost all that money, all that Weight Watchers money, because she, <laughs> she, she lost oh. 20 pounds, but she wouldn't shut up about how much she loved bread. She was tweeting and talking about the bread. Yeah. On the Twitter. And yeah, the stocks came a crashing down. <laughs> they sure did. But 24 million to Oprah is like, you know, me losing a quarter on the subway. You know right. what I mean? Right. So it's fine. She's just going to be okay. She's going to be all right. Is Will Smith going to be all right? I think so. Will's, Will's got it back in gear now. I think that after this whole Oscars protest, Jada... Um, I don't give a kitty Janet Hubert uh, explosion of press. He's getting back to the basics and getting yeah. himself back in front of the camera. He's going back to the hits. I also yeah. feel like he probably feels bad for skipping out on the Independence Day in- rebate. 
Uh, well, I think he's probably kicking himself in the ass now because that's really where it all started for Will. And why would you? Why would he turn his nose up from an opportunity to reprise that role? I mean, he's already done a Men in Black sequel. He's done a Bad Boy sequel. Why wouldn't you do an Independence Day sequel? Right. Especially when his brand is in, in, is in kind of on shaky, has been on shaky ground for the last couple of years. I think that would have been a no-brainer to go back to that. Yeah. Go back to the Will Smith summer blockbuster megastar that we all love. Exactly. I think he's got the memo now because if reports are accurate and correct, he has signed on to be in the next Bad Boys installment. Yeah. Coming to theater. 2017. That's a good look. That's a great look. And I'm happy Martin Lawrence is getting a job again. Yeah, no kidding. It's good for both of them. I think people will be happy to see them back together. People really love Bad Boys too. And I also think that Will Smith saw um, Kevin Hart nipping at his heels, Kevin Hart and Ice Cube with their ride-along franchise. Exactly, yeah. Uh-oh, got to do something about this. I, I, yeah, I don't know if you can stop that train. Kevin Hart has a lot of momentum right now. Oh, yeah. He is on the move. Kevin Hart ain't nobody's fool. Mm. You saw him do the Oscars. <laughs> he was getting down to get down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black paychecks matter. That's what he said. That's right. Black paychecks matter. You're absolutely right. There he was. He had Chris Rock sweating. Well, so, yeah. I think that Will is now definitely back on his grind. I think that, you know, the last couple of years saw him, you know, making attempts to try to get that Oscar, grab that Oscar. And unfortunately, he wasn't successful in that. But at the same time, I think that in doing that, he, you know, sacrificed a lot of big box office opportunities. So I think he's kind of going back to that, maybe having a little bit of a cash grab here with Bad Boys 3. But hey. Yeah. But, you know, also with uh, Suicide Squad, the last few movies he's done, he's still been getting those big paychecks. It's just he hasn't been getting the box office returns. I think he's got <laughs> reportedly... Yeah, hmm? How much did he get paid for Suicide Squad? $20 million, apparently. Billion? Yeah. He got paid $10 million for Concussion, um, the big Oscar snub movie that just came out. After Earth, which nobody saw, he got $20 million. Men in Black 3, he got $20 million. So he stays getting those $20 million checks. He stays checks, getting though. checks. And, and I mean, he's probably... I always say that Will Smith is the last of our big movie stars because we don't really have, like, another name actor who can carry a movie on his name alone. Mm-hmm. Like, in the way that Tom Cruise and, all, and Julia Roberts did in the 90s, Will Smith is sort of the last of that generation. And yeah. he's the only actor to have... Eight consecutive films gross over a hundred million dollars domestically. Eleven consecutive films gross over a hundred and fifty million dollars internationally. And eight consecutive films um, that he starred in open number one domestically. Mm. I mean, so he's he's still a heavyweight, but you're right. He's been trying to make these Oscar grabs and do more interesting work recently, and not just these sort of big budget movies. I'm surprised he wasn't even small. <laughs> Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, he's he's got a couple couple big ones in the pipeline here. Uh, and I actually just recently saw the trailer for Suicide Squad. It looks pretty good. I haven't seen that. I've got to check it out. Yeah, go and check it out. It looks yeah. like it's going to be an interesting flick. Um, yeah. Speaking of other 
box office draws or I think sort of one of Will's sort of peers in that regard, Jamie Foxx is in the news. Uh-oh. It's alleged that he and longtime rumored girlfriend Katie Holmes are married. Now, I need verification. We need to kind of go back and, and look through these receipts here. Because this has been a long, swirling, kind of strange... Swirling, rant. shadowy, running around in the background. Fevery rumor that's been going on for quite some time. Can you give me a little background on this? Where did it start? How did it happen? Is this real? I, can't, to- I don't know if I can answer any of these questions. I really need some... We need to put on our investigator ponytails. Let's put on our How to Get Away with Murder investigative phony ponies on this one. So, Katie, when did she split up with Tom Cruise? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, let's really go back and dig into this. Because, okay, I imagine the way that they met was via Tom Cruise. And I think that Tom and Jamie were in what movie together were they at? Tom and Jamie were both in Collateral Damage. Or it was Collateral. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Collateral Damage. Collateral Damage was like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. So Collateral was what? The film about... That was that Michael Mann movie where Tom Cruise played like a hitman. And basically, Jamie Foxx was driving Miss Daisy oh, all over right. town. Jamie Foxx was the taxi driver, right? Right. Okay. And he was driving Tom on, on, on the hits. Now, how did he get roped into that? Uh, that was right after Ray, right? Oh, okay. So, yeah. This was at right after Ray, and you know. Oh no! It was right before Ray. Oh. Yeah, this is how. That's what it was. But this is how it all started. They um, shot, they shot Collateral together, and then Ray came out, and then Ray was about to, you know, blow up, and he was about to get, you know, he was about to, you know, get that Oscar. Tom probably latched on, forged this friendship trying to recruit Jamie for the Scientology. Right, right. right. And Jamie was probably all ready to sign up for it because he wanted to get his big break. He was ready to go the Will Smith route. Right. But then he meets Katie. And is this, is this where the romance bloomed and blossomed? Is it in 2004? They must have. Because I, I, I mean, they're both little. Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise, they're both little. So I just, I can see them palling around, high-fiving all over the place, being tiny little Hollywood actors. Like Jamie coming over to, like, the dinner parties, and it's like, oh, Jamie, play us some of your, uh, you know, some of your music. And, you know, then he does, like, an old, you know, he does, a, like, a, a, an acoustic version of Blame It on the Alcohol, and they're all around the piano clapping together. And then Katie looks over and steals a glance at Jamie. Jamie looks at her, and then it's on. Right. I feel like maybe Katie slipped Jamie a note that said, please help. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, I don't want to wait. <laughs> like she gets full on Dawson Creek mode. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and th- yeah, that's what it was. He, cli- he uh, put that ladder up to the window and rescued her. Helped her escape to New York with baby Suri. I think that's exactly it. And then they started dating in secret. They divorced in 2012. Okay. And there have been rumors ever since about are they together, aren't they together? And there have been pictures 
of, with Katie and Jamie cozied up together. So I think for sure that they are together, but now they're saying there are reports that they are engaged or married already because Katie popped up in New York last week taking pictures with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal at some place and she had a little gold band on her left hand which seems to correspond with the same gold band Jamie Foxx has been wearing on his left hand. Do you think that there is any possibility? I mean, Jamie Foxx has got some ashy knuckles, first of all, in this picture. Um, <laughs> we just talked about this. He probably doesn't listen to this dummy, but he should. Yeah. Moisturize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there any, I mean, is this a true, could this possibly be, I mean, you know, the rumors have been, like I said, have been swirling around for years that they have been dating and yeah. they like their secret romance. Although, I don't know. You just, like, when I, I don't know. I mean, there's a faint possibility for me that Katie Holmes could just be wearing jewelry. Right. Although she seems like she would be very traditional and she would take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. But the idea that Jamie Foxx would just, for no reason, have a gold band on the ring finger of his left hand. Right. It, it just seems like there's no way that... I don't know. I'm confused. I'm confused. Hmm. The parents seems very random to me. Like, how... How this love could have possibly blossomed is still very hard for me to wrap my brain around. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's This is, this is still an X-File for me. Until someone actually comes out and says, yes, we are together. Right. Then... I'm just going to assume this is all just rumor. Right. Also, I don't really care. Yes, exactly. I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> all the investigating. We didn't really get many receipts either anyway. Yeah, there weren't actually that many receipts. There are no receipts. That's because They're... nobody cares. Who's okay, checking so for Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes? Yeah. Does Katie? Does Jamie Foxx have a movie coming out? He's uh, He's been stumping for Hillary recently. Has he? Yeah, he's on the trail. Oh, he's not feeling the burn. He he's not feeling the burn. Mm-mm. Nope, huh. he's all all for Hillary. That's interesting. Other notable black actors, um, Jeffrey Wright is also uh, with, with Hillary as well. You know, he's a brother from Langley. That's right. He's a brother from Langley, so he's <laughs> he's all about he's all about it. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. All right. Well, it looks like she's going to be the nominee. We don't usually get that political on this show, but. We're paying attention. Well, yeah, we're aware. We're yeah. aware. What else? And other sort of mysterious X Factor, X File news. Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez has a new record deal. That's right. She signed the papers and she's ready to reunite with L.A. Reid over at Epic. Now, what was the last time Jennifer Lopez put out an album? Like an uh, actual full length studio album? It was a, two years ago, a 2014's AKA. Did anybody buy it? Because mm. I I barely remember that now that you say that. It's like, oh, yeah. I didn't even That's know right. she switched. I thought because the new deal she signed is with uh, Epic, which is the label I thought she was already on. But apparently she jumped over to Capitol two years ago. He went over to, I think, Universal Death Jam a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, but she... First signed with Epic back in 2000 with, you know, on the six in the end, uh, you know, L.A. Reid was there then. Um, and now it's sort of like a homecoming and a reunion for the two. And I right. guess they're hoping to, to make some more Waiting for Tonight magic. 
green laser light show in right. the in the jungles of Brazil and everything. Well, I think she's just been following uh, L.A. Reed around this whole time because didn't yeah. he go over to well, Island Jeff Def Jam? So this is just yeah, he, she's just following in line wherever wherever L.A. Reed is. Yeah, listen, you know she stays working. She she's, really she's does. Always got a record deal. She she's never she's... not had a record deal. Exactly. This makes sense. Uh, I guess they had to get, you know, kind of like uh, they had to trim the stable down. And this explains why Sierra has departed. Oh, no. And um, I think a couple weeks ago she announced that she was working on a new album. I don't think there has been any sort of announcement of, of the new record label that she's at. But I think that uh, it's it's curtains for her her record deal there over at Epic. She's going to self-release on her own her own imprint. Um, I don't know if we've gotten to that point yet, hmm. but, uh, she says that she's excited about the new music that she's working on. Sure. She has, um, she has, she didn't say she canceled the Jackie tour, but she's postponing tour dates to work on more music. So. She's waiting to get that $50 million check from future future. Yeah. That's hmm. Lander check. Future. Yeah. So, since that clear, she'll be back in the game. Right. But or Jennifer Lopez. She hasn't had a platinum album in over 10 years. Since um, what 2002. About, what about her, her, that, that, her, that single with Pitbull, the first one? On, uh, on the floor? Was it on the floor? Hmm. Yeah. What about that? Was that, that didn't go platinum? That was everywhere. Oh, maybe it did. Maybe that single did, but she hasn't had a platinum album. Okay. Yeah, her last album... Let me see. Oh my goodness. Her last album sold, AKA sold 71,000 copies. Okay. So. And before that, Love Question Mark sold 346,000. It's not even a gold album. All right. So I don't know what this multi album deal is. Yeah, I think that with JLo now, it's not even about like the album, album success or charting or anything like that. Right. Of like you know ascended to that icon status, but I wouldn't necessarily like align her with like a Mariah or a Janet or a Madonna. But right. she's managed to like get get in get in get into that field. Yeah, I she think has. Like, uh, she's she's a go getter and she's a hard worker and she's always on her grind and people like her. I mean, she's fun to. Her interviews are always fun. She seems like a really fun person. Her Wendy interview this week was fun. Yeah, her Wendy interview was really fun. And she actually acknowledged um, the shade and the beef between she and Mariah. Yeah. And, well, let's just listen to it. And that. I saw yeah. everybody. Uh-huh. I didn't see Mariah because at the time she wasn't playing. She hadn't started yet. Who? But I saw Britney. I saw Shania. No, I'm playing because that's what Mariah said about Jennifer one time. I'm not trying to start anything. I'm just... <laughs> She, she does say that. Yeah, she She's does. She's forgetful, I guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We've met many times. Uh, I mean, she's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, she's got a good sense of humor. She tried she, to let it slide. I mean, she's got she's practiced at media training. So right. Wendy tried to bait her, and she tried to let it go. But then... Then she goes in. Yeah. She calls Mariah a little forgetful, because they have met many a times. Many times. Yeah. She knows me. 
But anyway, yeah. Everyone knows Jennifer Lopez. And she's got a good back catalog. I mean, she that stretch, that first stretch over at uh, Epic when she put out all the, like, If You Had My Love, I'm Real, Ain't It Funny. Right. All those was, singles Hello. are good. Yeah. She's got plenty to sing about. Yeah. So she's she's perfectly comfortable at Vegas. I'm good with that. Apparently she's had 29 singles on the Hot 100. Well, you know, she's been doing okay for herself. She's been at it for a minute. I still think, and I want this to be part of her plan over at Epic. I want this to be in the works. I think she needs to do an unplugged album. Nobody likes that idea but me, but I'm telling you, if she... If she goes back and she does all of those hits that she had from like 1999 to 2007, she did some Waiting for Tonight, she got the Roots to be her house band, and she does it like Jay-Z's Unplugged album, it would be a hit. Have we ever gotten anything acoustic from J-Lo? Never, ever. Which is right in her wheelhouse. This kind of stunt work is exactly what she needs. But there's a reason for this. Listen, you I and I both know. wanted an acoustic version of Laboutins when that came out. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about that. That would have worked pretty well. Yeah. But I There's think still time. Why there are backing vocals, there are, <laughs> there are bass and drums. You're never just going to get a smooth vocal. No, you're not. And I'm not saying that that the band is going to have to be stacked. She's going to have to have about 1,500 backup singers. And she's going to have to have a lot of diaphragm control. <laughs> yeah. You know, to hold that C note. And I mean, I'm not saying that she couldn't even sing to a backing track. She could lip sync, but I'm just saying, do it with a live band. Okay. All right. Let's see where that goes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to dedicate my my Twitter powers to this making gonna, this dream come true. Wait here for that and see and see what happens. But okay, I'm not going to be holding my breath over here for that. All right, you can give me another pitbull banger though. She can she can give me one of those. How can you tell the difference between those things? They all sound the same. They all sound the same. Just something to get your body moving. I just need someone to bring Sean Paul back. Someone bring Sean Paul back into my life in a big way. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of just, he's been making small little waves in, in the music scene for, a, for a, you know, here and there. But yeah, yeah he not put out a percolator. No. He well, you know, a, there was that, that Enrique you know, record that would have like, his music would trigger seizures. What? That's right. Like every time she heard like temperature she like would like have a seizure because of the music it's something Who about is this? like this woman like going to- <laughs> <laughs> she had to get like she had to get surgery she had to get like a like a, some sort of like brain surgery because of this and like yeah she would like go into full on um seizures listening to like temperature or we be know, burning big- yeah or we be burning <laughs> I love Science that. A hell of a thing, y'all. I guess so. That's right. So maybe that kind of sidetracked him. He didn't want to, you know, victimize other people with his with his with his track. That's very music. responsible of him. That's I didn't realize. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm ready. Maybe he. Maybe Beyonce should pair up with old Sean Paul and have a reunion. Yes. You know, baby boy too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Beyonce was um, spotted this weekend at Blue Ivy, uh, a charity event for Blue Ivy's elementary school. A Blue Ivy has a charity? No, no, Blue Ivy doesn't have a charity, but I guess that Beyonce performed at Blue Ivy's elementary school fundraiser. Can you imagine? Can you? Can you? Wow. Today we have a special guest. Yeah, today we have a special guest for, you know, bring your your parent to school day. Right. No big deal. Here for career day. Is Beyonce Knowles. Mm -hmm. And she's going to show you what she does. And then she goes into a full (laughs) crazy love. Can you imagine? I could. I could. Um, well, although it, it, does, it does kind of confuse me as to why the elementary school, Blue Ivy's elementary school, would ever need a fundraiser. I mean, if Blue Ivy is going there, it must be a pretty well-funded school. Right. Was it, is she homeschooled? No, she's not. <laughs> and was this just a fundraiser for the Beyonce yeah, Knowles Carter estate? That's right, yeah. Matthew Knowles, uh, it was basically a Beyonce boot camp. Yeah. But anyway, that would, yeah. How cool is that? That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Makes me want to stay in school. Mm-hmm. Did you finish Fuller House? No, I didn't finish it. You know, I'm still on that episode two. I haven't. You got uh, stuck. You stalled out. I got. I kind of got stalled out. But uh, well, you better hurry up and finish because season two is right around the corner. On the way. Like it or not, um, I finished it. I finished season two. I, I know that I said it would take me till the end of the year. It took me to the end of the week. I got through all 13 episodes. I believe it. Okay, so tell me, what is the big cliffhanger? There is no big cliffhanger. It actually oh. resolves itself. The whole series, this whole first season is kind of, uh, I'm not really going to spoil it, but there is sort of a, a will she, won't she kind of quality um, starring uh, Candace Cameron's character. Okay. And it gets resolved by the end of it. All right. In the way that these things do. I mean, Full House is always one of those. It was never a cliffhanger show. It was like introduce a controversy or some sort of conflict and have it resolved in 22 minutes with a hug and a, and a, and a lesson. Right. And so there you have it. There you have well, it. I will say have- there were a lot of dance numbers in these 13 episodes. She was on Dancing with the Stars. There was a little, She wasn't on Dancing with the Stars in the show, but Candace Cameron, her big comeback could be attributed to her appearance on Dancing with the Stars. So she does a lot of dancing. They all do. There's a lot of singing. Um, well, you know what? You know, when people go on Dancing with the Stars and after they've been on for a couple of weeks or they've, you know, they've done their run, they get really gassed up about their, their dancing abilities and right. they all want to find any and every opportunity to do a pasa pasa doble mm-hmm. or a jazz step number in anything that they do. <laughs> That's Any true. moment. That's Break true. Out like Sherry Shepard was, you know, doing a two step one, two, three on the view, like for the for the for the next like three seasons after she was on dancing. So, oh so. yeah, and she's still tap dancing now, trying to come yeah. up with those checks for that child support. Yeah. Ooh, you like, know she's mad as hell. Man, that is a complicated messy situation there too yeah yeah oh well apparently uh jody sweeten is signed on for the next season of dancing with the stars so i guess is everybody in the house is going to be tap dancing yeah jody sweeten is working again that's right if jody sweeten can get work everybody everybody yeah it's not too late now do you think they'll get olsen's back for next year 
Well, I think that's probably what the goal is. Yeah. That's that's really the end goal is to get Mary Kate and Ashley back back in that painted lady's house. I mean, they only need one of them. They only do. But why didn't they just go with Elizabeth Olsen? Because she looks so much like her twin si- her sisters anyway. Because she's a movie star. Yeah, she's a movie star, right? Isn't she's there busy like doing middle? Marvel movies. What about Franny Olsen? I'm sure that she. <laughs> Franny Olsen. Her up. Yeah. Like that one Rogue Olsen. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Fine. Sign me up. <laughs> You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. We'll see you next week.